0: Welcome to the Candid Faith Podcast. My name is Shelby York, and welcome back for another episode. Here on Candid Faith, we come together as sisters in Christ to talk about relatable, real, and relevant topics for the everyday Christian woman. Every Friday, I want to invite you into conversations that make us inspired, informed, spirit-filled, and more like the girlfriends we were meant to be. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am So excited today to be recording because I get the privilege to be sitting on my couch looking at our beautiful Christmas tree. Yes, I am one of those people who as soon as Halloween is over, it is time to put the Christmas tree up. I did, however, grow up putting my Christmas tree up or my family's Christmas tree up after thanksgiving um but i'm an adult and i can make adult decisions and that was one of them (laughs) i personally i've seen it on social media lately and it just puts it into words perfectly christmas is a season and thanksgiving is like a holiday like christmas is a holiday but no christmas is the entire season um in my opinion starting right after halloween Thanksgiving is just one day. Christmas is not just one day. It's the same, honestly, as Halloween. Here, I'm getting on a soapbox, you guys. It's the same as Halloween. You know, you decorate for Halloween weeks and weeks before. If you're really, really into the fall slash spooky season, then you start decorating early because you want to get the most out of it. Okay, so I'm going to drop that subject because I could go on and on because that is the hill I will die on. So have my Christmas tree, I have my cup of tea, and I am ready to talk about today's topic, which I'm really excited about. Before we get started, though, I have a quick plug. Since I started sharing Bible studies and Christian content on TikTok, the Lord has brought me so many incredible opportunities to work with people. And one of those being Hosanna Revival. Hosanna Revival is a faith-based organization that creates gorgeous Bibles and Bible study resources like journals and mugs and t-shirts and sweatshirts, but of course, more importantly, (laughs) Bible studies and devotionals and things like that. Most, if not all, resources on my TikTok are from Hosanna Revival, and they were kind enough to share some of their winter launch products with me, including my new favorite journal and a Bible. And the great thing is, is that they gave me a 10% off discount code for all of my listeners and my followers on social media. That discount code will be in the show notes below. So back to the topic. This is one of those topics that is very personal to me, not necessarily in the sense that I feel passionate about it. I do feel passionate about it, and as we get into this topic, I am sure you'll see why, but... I mean personal as in I personally have struggled with it. I am working on overcoming and um, triumphing through it. Um, So that is what I mean by it's personal and it still is an ongoing journey. It has to do a lot with confidence or um, insecurity, which we all struggle with. And so those things can be really hard to overcome. And so we're going to do this together. I'm going to explain and kind of walk you through what I have done to build up my confidence, basically figure out why I had this anxiety in the first place. And I encourage you to ask yourself those questions. Why do you think you have anxiety about praying in front of people? I know for me, it's simply the fact that I just did not... Well, I say simply. It's probably more complex than I think. But I know I can immediately identify the fact that I did not grow up in church. And so I did not grow up seeing people pray for people. And I never really had to. So for me, the difficulty was basically learning the culture, understanding why people prayed for other people, understanding what it means to pray, what it means to intercede for somebody. And I will say that the more I watched other people pray for other people, the more I listened to the prayers of others, the better and better I got and the more confidence I felt in doing it. So all that to say that as we go into this topic today, there are a lot of ways to go about this. There are a lot of ways that um, maybe you don't resonate with, or maybe you don't struggle with this, but you want to help other people who do, or you just want to know how to to go about it better and more confidently. All those things are okay. All those things are welcomed here. And yeah, uh, let's just get started. So we're talking about getting over the fear of praying for others. And I never thought this would be something I would struggle with because for a while, I think my faith was one-sided, meaning that I was just looking to receive and receive and receive because of the season I was in, of the seasons I was coming out of. I needed love. I needed support. I needed prayer. And then once I, you know, quote unquote, got on my own two feet, um, the Lord started pushing me out of my comfort zone. He was calling me into a season of service, which is just, it's the season I'm in now and it's absolutely it's just amazing. It's incredible what the Lord, the the opportunities the Lord will bring to you when he calls you into service. And I used to think I knew what that would look like if it ever happened. And it just was not what I expected. It was so much better. For me personally, service or a season of service looked like youth ministry. And that is something that if you told me X amount of years ago, I just... I don't, I don't want to say I would have laughed. It's not that I was against it ever. It just would have blown my mind as much as it um, blew my mind when I realized that that's what the Lord was calling me into. And it again, it wasn't that I was ever opposed to it. It was that I just never expected that to be me. I didn't recognize any skills that I had to be able to serve the youth um, of the next generations. And it, it just... It was surprising, but also I was very confident in that I knew that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And it was just this beautiful combination, um, meshing of timelines where I had found my church that I go to now, but I was very new there. I was trying to get plugged in. And also, the Lord was calling me into service, and I was still praying over what that was. I was meeting incredible people and new friends. And so, all of that collided into me eventually meeting the right people who were also in youth ministry. A lot of the people that I knew or were getting to know were already in youth ministry. And so, I sort of had a doorway into it. Just, I didn't know that at the time. So, It's really awesome now to look back and see how sort of God was pulling all of these little threads and guiding me into that direction to where I am now. And if you've been called into service either in the past or you feel you're being called to it now, that would be, I know, another topic that I could for sure cover. But um, if you don't already know, it's service is giving, right? We're not necessarily in service. We're not serving others in order to receive, although we know that we do receive. We receive confidence in knowing that this is what we were called to do. We receive opportunities to make friendships, opportunities to welcome people into our family. We get opportunities to Pray for people to steward them, to mentor them in ways that we might have not even thought possible. But everything that God has called us to do, He has already placed those skills. And desires in our heart it's just uncovering them it's moving out all of the junk that has told us that we're not good enough to do it that we're not worthy enough that our past is too ugly that we don't have the um we're too shy we don't have the personality whatever it is all of that needs to move out in the name of Jesus for you to move forward and um, step into what God has been calling you into So when I started youth ministry, at first it was sort of like an internship, and I mean internship as in it happened for two days. And what I mean by that is the first couple times I went to the youth events, I was just kind of watching and observing. I knew some people there, um, so that was nice that I had people to talk to. But I was just sort of getting a lay of the land. I was figuring out what youth ministry even was, what did that mean to this specific church, what was I supposed to be doing, what would I be expected to do, and the first night I was there was incredible. It felt honestly like I was home, like the whole time the Lord was waiting for me to step into that room, step into that church at 6 (laughs) p.m. on a Sunday night, and I just I felt really welcomed. I, it's not that people knew me necessarily and were welcoming me. It's just it was a it was a peace. I was following my peace into this new season of my life. Again, when we serve, we are filled in a way that we just can't be filled in other areas of our life. When we give to others, we receive back. And it's really hard to explain if it hasn't been experienced, but I'll try my best. First, biblically, we know that God shows his love for us by giving. We should all know John 3.16, one of the most well-known verses, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but should have eternal life. We know that Jesus did not come to be a ruler. He did not come to be a king. He came to give and to bless and to fill other people's lives with hope and promise. And so in the context of our topic today, praying for other people, it's not that we're giving them something physical, right? We are blessing them with our words. We are blessing them with connectedness to the Father, and we are standing in agreement with them. Intercessory prayer is prayer for the needs of others, and praying for others is an unselfish expression of love. We are called to reflect the character of God in prayer is is a reflection of God's character by showing others his love and mercy. In Revelation 5:8, God compares prayer with sweet-smelling incense that pleases him, and I just love that image. God wants us to think like he does, and praying for others helps us to think beyond ourselves and to grow in compassion for others. It's also important to know that our words are incredibly powerful. And we can absolutely release kingdom, healing kingdom, miracles um, when we write down our prayers or when we pray in our head. But there's just something different about speaking out loud, speaking words of power and affirmation and heavenly confidence over ourselves into a room or over someone else. And truly what it goes back to is if we believe in the Bible, and if we believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for us, then we also need to believe that we were created to model his life and follow his footsteps. James 5.16 says simply, pray for one another that you may be healed. And that's a fantastic example of how giving is also us receiving. And if you ever feel like giving to somebody, whether it's through well, mostly when it's through service um, in the name of the Lord, and you feel uncomfortable about that, really ask yourself why. And there's no judgment on whatever that answer is. I know that a lot of people who grew up in poverty, they are terrified to tithe at church because they grew up basically in survival mode, and they just can't seem to get out of that mindset and truly grasp onto the truth that God will always provide in every season, no matter what your bank account looks like, no matter what your diagnosis looks like, no matter what your bills look like. He always provides for those who love him and those who believe in him. So again, ask yourself if giving seems like a stretch if it seems uncomfortable ask yourself why turn to the holy spirit ask the holy spirit to point out any trauma in your past that you might need to work through and then turn to the bible and visually see the commands understand that giving or well giving and praying for people and speaking into the lives of others and coming together in fellowship, it's all written in God's word. So along those same lines, I know that for me, when I would when I realized I had a fear of praying in public or praying for others, not for others as in I'm praying alone, I'm writing in my journal, I'm I'm in personal my personal time with God, I mean praying in front of them. Either praying in public or just praying one-on-one with somebody or in a small group, I realized that I had that anxiety early on. Um, one, because I hadn't seen it happen often. I did not grow up in church. I was not around a lot of people who prayed ever. So it was just something I wasn't used to seeing, let alone doing. And that severely contributed to my anxiety when um, I was called into youth ministry, which means that I'm often praying for kids. I am very often praying with my fellow leaders, and I felt like I had to quickly get over it. And that basically meant shoving, shoving the anxiety down, which obviously never helps. So one of the first things I did was I started praying out loud at home. I needed to get used to hearing my own voice. I needed to get used to the sound of my own prayers and the direction of my prayers as well because I think we all know if you journal your prayers, they sound different than how you pray in your mind and they that sounds different than when you pray out loud. It I don't know what it is. I am sure I could look up the science behind it, but we're just, we all know it's true. Most of us, um, when we pray in our heads, we are more eloquent than we, than we are when we speak out loud. Or I know for me, when I write down my prayers in my journal, they sound way more formal. Um, and so I've been trying to break out of that habit and just being real and authentic with God without all of the extra, words that I think he wants to hear because genuinely he just wants to hear from you and it's the same it's the same situation when you're praying with somebody he wants to hear from you and what you want for their life and what they like he is happy that you are Taking someone by the hand and praying for them confidently. And what I mean by confidently is that it's not that you don't stammer, it's not that you don't stutter a couple times or say, um, it has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that you decided to show up, you grab their hands in love, and you're standing there agreeing with them and whatever they're struggling with, or maybe you're just praying together generally, I don't know, like there's so many different situations where you could be praying in front of somebody. And so, like I said, I, for me, it was important that I got used to hearing my own voice. So that basically looked like either, I think at first I would write down the prayer and then I would read it out loud. And then eventually I sort of weaned off of that and Bible, not Bible, prayer journaling became an something extra that I did, but I would also pray out loud before bed. I would pray with my husband while my husband was at basic training. He would always pray for us. And so, um, like pray for us over the phone. And so I got to hear him and his confidence in praying out loud. And so I just got, to the point where I was alone in my room, and after several nights of doing it, um, I was extremely comfortable speaking out loud, praying out loud over my house, over myself, over my dogs, over my husband, and it's, it's sometimes uncomfortable because you aren't sure what to say? Um, I feel like when you talk out loud, your brain is most active, and I know some people it's opposite. Like when you are praying in your in your mind, all these thoughts start trying to distract you but I personally get distracted by more when I speak out loud because I'm judging myself the entire time. And so the more I prayed out loud, the better I got at it. And the more confidence that helped me build into praying for other people in front of people. I think it's also important to mention that God created your voice and he loves your voice. He loves to hear your voice. He loves to hear you talk. He loves to hear you sing. He loves to hear you hum. He loves to hear you laugh. Don't hide your voice. Use it for what it was created for. Praising God, worshiping, praying, praying for others, speaking up for yourself. We all know there are so many ways that we could be using our voice to destroy, but we don't want to be enabling the enemy, because remember that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, and he can do all of those things through us with our words. There is so much power in our words, and so we need to be actively and consciously and confidently choosing to use our words, use our voice for the glory of God and for the kingdom. There's a song that my church sings that I absolutely love, and the lyrics go something like, When I open up my mouth, miracles start pouring out. When I open up my mouth, every wall comes crashing down. And all of that is absolutely true. We have the Holy Spirit within us, which means that we have resurrection power within us, which means that we have all of the mighty authority that Jesus had as he walked on this earth. And so our words have power, kingdom power to be exact. This probably should have been the first thing that I mentioned, but if you do have anxiety about praying in public and you know it's coming up, whether you know that what God is calling you into service-wise is probably going to call you um, to pray in front of people or if it's just something that you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. So I remember one time I was still so nervous to pray for people and I was at Michael's, the craft store, and I passed this woman in I don't know, I think it was like the scrapbooking aisle or something. I I was minding my own business. Okay. I was in there buying yarn. I was intending on just getting in and out. And I had I was not searching for this opportunity. I'll just say that right now. I was not searching for an opportunity to pray for somebody. When I passed this aisle and there wasn't a lot of people in the store, I passed this aisle and this woman was standing there by herself. And it was like the Holy Spirit just I know like the Holy Spirit is not violent at all. And this is simply just my own way to explain it. But it was like I got punched in the gut. And I know that's a horrible way to explain um something that the Holy Spirit, like the tugging of the Holy Spirit, because he is a gentleman, he would never do something violent, he would never hurt you. But it was just so abrupt and so powerful, I guess is what I mean, that it just felt like I hit a wall. And the Holy Spirit drew my attention to this woman standing by herself. And it's kind of hard for me to remember what specifically, I think it was a diagnosis. I think that the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray over a diagnosis in her life, whether it was hers or somebody she knew, maybe a family member. But it was so clear um, as to what the Holy Spirit wanted me to go up there and pray for her with. But I was so scared. All I could think about, and again, this is, it all goes back to enemy attacks and the enemy making you feel like that you're, you're not good enough, that you didn't hear from God. That is so untrue. Rebuke it right then and there. And so you don't have, so you don't do what I did and you just walk away from this person without saying anything. because our prayers can literally break chains, can literally tear down walls because we have Jesus's power within us and the enemy is terrified of that and he doesn't want you to use it he wants to keep people bonded he wants to keep people in chains and he knows that a believer's words a believer's prayer is way more powerful than anything that he can ever trick us into believing all that to say I still live with the regret that I never went up to that woman to pray for her If I was where I was now back then, and and I say back then, as in it was this year that this happened, and that is kind of when I felt triggered to really, really learn and build the confidence to pray for people, because I just remember thinking, and I still I still believe this now, but I just remember thinking, I never want to go home with the regret of not praying for somebody because we are not called to keep that power and that authority and that heavenly encouragement and power to ourselves. We are called to release it out into the world. We are called to be the light of the world. And yeah, that was just kind of, like I said, a a trigger point for me where I was like, I have to get over this now because the next time this happens, I don't want to be caught off guard. I want to be able to march right up to somebody and be able to take their hands if they'll let me and I want to pray for them. And that leads me into the next point of a little reminder that this is not in our strength. When I say that we are building up the confidence, I am, for me anyway, I am saying that I do want to feel that confidence and that takes practice and that is something that is completely achievable. But if you you are not confident and you are still fearful, grab a hold of that fear and say, you're coming with me. I'm praying for this person anyway, because it is not in our own strength that we are able to get over obstacles like this. It is simply because we are doing things for God, by God, and because of God. There were so many times where I was called to pray for students in youth ministry, and I was so scared, I was nauseous, and I knew that the teens coming up to me, the kids coming up, they wouldn't notice if I was nervous. Um, They were more concerned about their prayer requests and just getting prayed over and loved on, and so that was great practice for me, but in any other situation, it's not about the, it's like, it's not about, okay, I don't feel confident today, so I am not going to do God's will. I am not going to follow God's plan for me today. That is not how that should go at all. And I know it often does. It does for me. It literally still does. And that's why I'm able to talk about it. It's about deciding, making a conscious decision and reminding yourself throughout the day or throughout the week that it is because of him, we are here It is because of Jesus that we are given this incredible opportunity to partner with God, and it is truly a gift for ourselves to be able to pray for people, and it is going to be a gift for the person that you pray for. I know this isn't exactly how this quote goes, but this is the Shelby version. It's the, the quote that says, look fear in the face and do it anyway or something like that. That is how I approach praying for people or praying in public. I promise you that once you start, the Holy Spirit kind of takes over. And that's something that kind of goes into the third point where it's important to pray over your anxiety and to ask the Lord to help you through it, to pray that he will give you the confidence and the strength and the courage to pray in public and to pray for others. Before you go up to somebody and pray for them, or before you pray in public, you can ask the Holy Spirit to speak on your behalf. And that would go something like this Holy Spirit, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to pray on behalf of my Heavenly Father. I am confident that the Lord will do exactly as He has promised. Holy Spirit, I have an opportunity to pray for this person, to pray for this son or daughter of God. Use me, Holy Spirit to pray over this person, to stand with them in agreement, speak through me, Holy Spirit, so that my words are not mine, but they are the Father's. That is a prayer that I often pray before I am praying for other people or praying in front of people. I also sometimes speak in front of my youth group, and that is a prayer that I repeat constantly because I don't want my words to come out. I want what the Lord wants me to say to come out and he will do just that. I promise you, if you just take that little step out in faith, if you just have that mustard seed size of faith, he will literally take over and help you through it. He will guide you. He will make you feel more confident the more that you step out in faith and the more that you practice and have confidence in him. My next piece of advice is difficult for some people. Um, not as in it's hard to do, but that it kind of just depends where you are in your journey. It is to know scripture. Well, you can pray right out of the Bible. You can pick a psalm and pray that over yourself or pray that over somebody or pray it over your situation. So the more scripture that you have written on your heart as the word says to do, the better and the easier it is to pray. It kind of reminds me of public speaking class where you have to write your speech and then deliver it in front of your classmates and your professor. You don't just go in and just assume that you're going to come up with a a plus worthy speech on the fly and you don't read your speech two or three times and expect it to be memorized. But when you do memorize it and when you go through a couple practice runs of your speech before it's due, before you're actually presenting it, it just kind of rolls off the tongue and it's natural and you're able to tailor it uniquely to the situation. So again, the more that you know scripture and you can start with two or three verses, hold on to those verses. And when it's time to pray for somebody, speak them into your prayer, insert them, figure out how they apply to that person's situation or the room situation, whatever, whatever you're going into, the word of God will cover you. For example, if you're praying over somebody who is struggling with body image, let's say, and you memorize the Psalm 139, 14, which says, I praise you, Lord. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You can easily pray that scripture over somebody who is struggling with insecurities over their body or just struggling with body image in general. And prayers do not have to be a certain length to work. I think that is a common myth and insecurity that prayers have to be a certain amount of, you have to be praying for a certain amount of time for them to be functional and quick prayers are not effective. That is not true. I think sometimes our first step in building confidence to pray for people or pray in public is just understanding what obstacles are in our way And praying over those, rebuking them in the name of Jesus, and working to just shoo them out of our lives so that we can focus on why we pray, why we need to pray for others, and what it does for us and how it impacts other people's lives. And if I can leave you with any piece of advice to hold on to when it comes to the confidence of praying for others in public or one on one, whatever your situation looks like. The biggest thing that helped me was, again, this had to do with me actually doing it and just getting over the fear, but the more that I practiced, the more that I was put in those situations to pray for people, the more I realized that genuinely nobody is trying to pull you down. No one is trying to discourage you. No one is going to make fun of you, okay? We have all been in the situation of not feeling confident not feeling like our prayers are powerful enough we've all been in that situation no one is just a confident public speaker for example no one is a master at public speaking just as nobody is just suddenly great at praying in front of people and if that's you I'm happy for you, but for most of us, it just doesn't happen that way, and that's okay. Um, This is just another thing that we need to call on the Lord to be alongside us and another way that we can connect with him and build relationship with him as he takes us through the journey of building confidence, doing things in the name of Jesus that empower us, empower others, and encourage us to continue to walk alongside him, and I promise you that if you take that step out in faith and you start to speak in front of others, pray, and pray for people, um, pray in public, whatever it is, that you will learn to love it. I love praying for people now. Um, do I still get nervous before I do it? Yes. But I know on the other side of that is it's just such a great feeling knowing that I was able to speak life and truth into somebody. The other really cool thing is that the more you practice and the more you're in those situations, the more you're going to realize that you are getting better, that suddenly you don't feel nervous about praying in front of people, that all of a sudden all of your prayers have been answered and you feel confident and excited to pray for others and maybe even confident to turn around and help somebody else who is feeling anxiety about praying in front of others. Thank you so much for choosing to spend time with me today. If you liked this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review of Candid Faith wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find my show and lets me know that Candid Faith is encouraging someone out there. Remember, every Friday there is a new episode of Candid Faith, so don't forget to like and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode.